What's up, guys? It is Coach Callie B, and you are listening to the Callie B podcast where you learn how to own it one pitch at a time. This one is a great one for my pitchers. So, if you are a pitcher, or your daughter is a pitcher, or you are a coach and you coach pitchers, like you coach a softball team and there are pitchers on your team, you're gonna wanna let them listen to this. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and get going on this episode. Let's go. Okay, where my ladies at? Mm-hmm. Where my pitchers at? I better have your attention. Hopefully, your mom and dad and your coach listened to the previous podcast about protecting your love and your peace and your joy for wherever you're at in life. Because this one is dedicated to you guys as pitchers slash athletes. So if you have a teammate who could, you know, take something away from this, like your catcher maybe, like that's definitely someone I want to make sure is protecting their love and their peace and their joy for their position on the field. Because if they're happy, then I'm happy, right? Right. Share it. Share it with them. Okay. All right. So pitchers, this is what we are going to talk about. We're going to talk about a phrase that I use with my own clients. Okay. So if you are not a client of mine, this might be new to you, or maybe your pitching coach says something similar to it. And all of a sudden, just because I say it differently, the light is going to go on. Okay. So stay with me. (laughs) All right. It is called tunnel up. Now, what the heck does tunnel up mean? It doesn't mean that we like build a tunnel and look up. Okay. But it literally means get yourself back in the tunnel. What tunnel? Come on. You're a pitcher. You know exactly what tunnel I'm talking about. The pitching tunnel. The tunnel that only you and your catcher are in. No one else can see you, hear you, and you can't see anyone, let alone hear anyone. It's just you and your girl. She's receiving everything you're giving her, and then she's going to give it right back, right? What's the definition of a good teammate? Come on, you know this. If you listen to my podcast, you know this. If you don't, are you ready? Drum roll. That was a short one. Definition of a teammate is to own your position so you make your teammate look great. Okay. I posted recently on my Instagram. If you are not following me, please do, right? Callie B Softball, Instagram handle, boop. Super simple. But I posted one the other day about a play that was made on a travel ball team. And the third baseman, the ball, she stayed with it. The ball took a nasty, like, high hop. And she was able to get back on it and snag it. And she made a great throw to first base. It was a little bit lower, but that first baseman did the splits. Guess what? They got the out. They were out of the inning. So because that third baseman owned her position, well, let's rewind. Because the pitcher owned her position, right? Because she hit a grounder because of the spin, right? Come on, stay with me. Third baseman played that ball, stayed with it, continued to stay with it so much so that she made the throw and then that first baseman owned her position and they got the out so do you understand why i love that definition of what a teammate is basically you're just out there making each other look really good right because if i look good you look good if you look good i look good let's go that's that's what i want you guys to take away all right so when we get in the tunnel it's just you and your catcher 
because it's going to get stressful. And if it hasn't gotten stressful for you yet as a pitcher, just wait, it's coming. And you are going to have days where you want to quit. You are going to have days where it's really tough. That's part of it. Because I'm telling you right now, if everybody quit when things got tough, softball would not be where it's at right now. Softball is going places right now. Ladies, you are living in the middle of so many great opportunities. My daughter is going to have the opportunity to play softball professionally if that's what she wants to do. Like her teammates are going to be able to play professionally. My clients are going to be able to play professionally if that's what they want to do. When I was playing, it was, yes, it was definitely something I wanted to do. I mean, it was a thing, but it wasn't like it was today. Chelsea Gonzalez, she plays for the Vipers. She was on my podcast episode. That lady is a game changer. That lady, I'm pretty sure, was the first female athlete in softball that I know of. Correct me if I'm wrong, but don't come at me with pitchforks. Gently correct me. But she was five months pregnant with her daughter in her first professional season. Okay, it's crazy what's happening right now. And then her baby's like the little baby viper. She's everywhere. She's at the games. It's just amazing to watch her and her family just do this. It's so awesome. Okay? So that tunnel that you're in, it takes time to create that tunnel. We can't just have the tunnel. We got to create it. So when you're practicing, in your practice sessions, I want you to create a space where, yeah, the pressure might be on you. Cool, because there's going to be pressure on you at all times as a pitcher. You're always going to have pressure to perform, bottom line. And if you don't like that, then don't be a pitcher. And if you don't like failing forward, then don't play softball. I don't know what to tell you to go do because it's not my place to tell you what to do. But I'm going to tell you right now, there is always the pressure to perform as a pitcher. And as a softball athlete, as well as a baseball athlete, it is a game of failure. And if you cannot accept that, this is going to be torment. Now, does it mean that eventually you're going to get through it? Yeah, because I just got done saying, like, you got to get through it, right? Like, it's not always going to be great. But you have to be willing to fail forward. You have to play the game knowing that not every play is going to work out the way you thought it would go or the way you practiced it. But here's where it gets gritty. If you practice the good play, you're going to have a higher chance of making a good play. So if you practice a good pitch, you're going to have a higher chance of throwing a good pitch. Make sense? So how do we practice throwing a good pitch? We can't just get out on the mound and not put practice in and expect to be able to hang, right? Physically, mentally, and emotionally. We, we're going to like pitter out by the third inning because we're going to be exhausted because physically we're going to be exhausted because we're at a point where we're pushing the ball. You should never push the ball as a pitcher. Okay, so in that sense, you're not using your legs. You're using your arm. Okay, emotionally we're going to be exhausted because gosh dang it, I can't hit my spots. You can't because you're not practicing it. And mentally, oh my gosh, don't, you don't even want to tell people what's going on in your head. It's very dark <laughs> in those moments. Okay, mentally, you're up the creek without a paddle and it's storming and there's a tornado coming at you and nobody can hear you. 
It's just the way it is. So how do we protect our peace, love, and joy for this position? Because it's going to get dark. It's going to get stormy. You're going to have weeks where you have finals. How are you going to get your practice in? Girl, how are you going to do it? Well, I'm going to tell you right now. You just got to do it. I'm dead serious. You just have to do it. Now, on the episode before this, I talked about things I had to do in my life recently, like things I'm doing right now to protect my love and my peace and my joy as a mom and a wife and as a coach and a business owner. Because if I'm not good as a mom and a wife, I'm going to be a really crappy coach and an even worse business owner. And I don't want to be that person because that's not who God called me to be. All right. So what am I going to do? Well, first of all, I'm going to know that this week is going to be crazy, right? But what can I do? There are pockets of time because here's the coolest part. We all have the same amount of time in the day, right? We all do. I know it's trending. Everybody talks about it. Like, especially if you're, a, you know, somebody who has an entrepreneurial, like, mind. Everybody's talking about it, okay? But it's what we do with our time is what's going to separate us from everyone else. So right now, you guys, you guys are, as athletes, you guys are growing in, in an era right now where coaches are really calling you guys out. And by coaches, I'm talking like these legendary coaches, like coach basketball, football, softball, all these D1 sports, even professional sports. And they are saying, no longer can you just do good. No longer can you just ride your God-given talent. Oh, you can pitch really good. You got really good mechanics. That's good. You're going to last three innings. How do I get to great? How do I protect everything I love about this game and this position? Because I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to want to quit. You're going to want to quit because it just sucks because nothing's ever working. Like, I can't last in a game. They're not calling my spots. Like, uh, okay, back up, homegirl. Are you doing the work? Are you taking what your pitching coach is telling you to do and doing it? Because she's not just telling you to do it to be a jerk. She's saying, hey, this is, I know, I know this is a solution. This is a great method to get to great. Too many people are too comfortable right now with being good. So be great. So what do you need to do to be great? Okay. First of all, you already know you have 24 hours in the day. Okay. By now, some of you that I know are going back to school next week, but by now most of you are back in school. And I know some, like I have clients all the way, like up in Washington, they don't go back to school until like September. Right? So here's the thing. You have to think about your day. So if you have to get up at, let's say you get up at six. Okay. You have to be out your door by 7.15 to get to class by 7.45. Now, I'm just hypothetically talking. I'm not even using my kids' schedules because, honestly, I don't even know what time my middle starts school. <laughs> Mom of the year right here. Hey, how at you, girl. Hey, hey, right here. Because <laughs> that's, that's where I'm at. My husband's got him. My husband's a teacher and the head baseball coach where he goes to school, so he's got that. I'm good. I'm good. Choose your hard right. That's, that's not mine. I got, I got the little one. I know what time she goes to school. Okay, so let's just use her schedule. Uh, let me think about this real fast. Pretty sure she gets up at 6, and then we usually have to be out of here by 7.15, 7.20 to get to school by 7.30. So homegirl's trying to get to the gym before school now. Like, she's legit trying. 
So that means she's going to have to get up. Mm, she's going to have to get up early, like 4.30. But she's, you know, 12, fixing to be 13. So to protect her love and her peace and her joy for this sport and for her athleticism and for her headspace and just for who she is and where she's at right now in her life, I'm only going to let her do that two days a week. All right? Because sleep is the most important thing for a kid right now. So, ladies... If you like to sleep, hallelujah, you're doing it right. Sleep is a good thing. Eating is a great thing. I used to eat a foot-long meatball sub before my doubleheader games in high school. My coach would say, hey, Cal, you're pitching doubleheader today. All right, open lunch. I'm going to Subway, getting my fix, because I knew I needed the sustainability to get on through, okay? How in the world did I last two games, though? Hmm. I practiced. I used to babysit my coach's kids, my high school coach's kids, just for extra practice. He would catch me. He would do like lessons with me. It was pretty awesome. I was a good babysitter. I figured out ways to get things done. I know for my KVS athletes, my older ones, my pitchers that know the drill basically, I invite you guys to come in and be mentor coaches at my pop-up pitching clinics. That's awesome. Not only are you guys giving back to that next generation, but you guys are actually learning as you're teaching. Ah, it's a beautiful cycle. So that's a great way to protect your love and your peace and your joy for the position. That feels good to teach somebody and give back. That feels amazing. But again, back to the schedule thing. Like, you guys have early mornings. So what could you do? I mean, because... The type of homework I give, we're talking like 15, 20 minutes, and it's just drill work. And some of you, I don't even want you throwing because we're in the middle of fixing something. So I'm very, very specific about when I want you throwing, right? When I was growing up, it was 100 pitches a day. Didn't matter if it was good mechanics or not. It's evolved. What can I say? So if you, if you can bank 15 minutes, because like right now, I'm getting up at 4.20, I'm at my desk at 4.30, I'm in the Word, listening to Jesus, at 4.30 in the morning, I'm headed to the gym at 5.05, I'm back at my house by 5.55, 6 o'clock, I'm walking my dog for 30 minutes, I'm back in my house helping my family, helping my daughter get out the door, getting her to school, like, I'm doing things to protect my love and my peace and my joy to be a wife, a mom, a coach, and a business owner. So what can you do? Can you get up 15 minutes early? Can you do that? Because I'm going to tell you right now, you are not going to be able to do all of this all day and expect to do your drill work at the end of the day. It's just, it's just not silly to think you can. So think about it. Write these things down. Find out where your pockets of time are. Do you have an hour lunch? So you have an hour lunch. Can you go to the gym and take one of your sand balls and do your homework, your pitching drill against the gym wall? Oh my gosh, but that would be so different from what everybody else is doing. Everybody's always talking at lunch and they're going places and, oh, okay, cool. Have fun being a good athlete. I thought you wanted to be great. I thought you wanted to do things that others aren't doing. Yeah, I just struck a chord with you, didn't I? And if I didn't, then you're just not there yet. But I just sparked something in you. Because now you're like, oh, 
So Coach Callie's telling me, like, it's kind of cool to do that kind of stuff. Heck, yeah, I am. Go be the kid that does something different. And by different, I don't mean start a riot. I don't mean go be a complete disrespectful person. If you are trying to get better at your athletic goal, work on those things. It's just like school. If you're struggling with math, you're going to go get tutored. And if you're not, you need to go get tutored. It's that simple. Okay, so figure out what times you have. I only ask you guys to do it three times between the seven days, which reminds me, I need to be sending out homework here in the next hour to you guys. So with that being said, you're going to identify your pockets of time. 15 minutes, 20 minutes. If you really, really want to challenge yourself, do 20. Do 10. Start out with 10. See what you can do with 10. I don't know. That's what I did. I started reading again for 10 minutes a day, and now I'm meditating again for 10 minutes a day. And it has inspired so many great things that are happening in my business and in my relationships within my own home. So I want to encourage you guys to find the time to be great. Find the things in your life that you can use to help you be great. You have a garage, awesome. It's 110 degrees right now where I live. Awesome, put a fan on you. You're only gonna be out there for 15 minutes. Just do it. Be great. That is gonna protect your love and your peace and your joy for this position. If you don't protect it, you're gonna end up hating it. You're gonna pigeonhole yourself into a position for all the wrong reasons. And you're gonna quit something, never giving it all your effort. Does that make sense? Am, am I striking a chord? Am I resonating with any of you? Okay, let me talk to my pitchers that are already doing the things. And they totally understand what tunnel up means. They understand that it's just them and their catcher. You're in a space now that you are starting to throw so many balls a day because now you're working on that stamina because you put in the work, like you earned it, right? You earned that time. It feels good, doesn't it? It feels good. So if you have a pitcher in your life, so you're a pitcher who's at that great, right? You got a good schedule. You, everything's growing for you and you have a pitcher friend in your life who you just see struggling and she's like I just don't know I just this is too hard I hate this I can't you need to ask her you need to be her accountability buddy and say hey what are you doing are you are you practicing at all because you're tuckering out by the third inning that's not cool at all you say you want to pitch to help the team out well you ain't helping nobody out not even yourself girl your ship is sinking Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm talking to you. You know who you are. <laughs> I just got you, didn't I? Okay, so find the pocket of time, build your schedule, write it down. If you are one of my athletes, you have a journal. Put it in your journal. If you're one of my athletes that want to play college ball, you have my Cali V softball, always grind pitcher's notebook. Write it down in there. Okay, hold yourself accountable because here's the thing. If you cannot learn how to hold yourself accountable while you're still living underneath your parents' roof and you're still like not paying for your food, not paying for your cleats, not buying your bat, not buying your glove, not paying for the pitching lessons, not paying for the pitching clinics, not paying the, let's see, monthly dues for softball, travel ball. Not, do you get my drift? If, you're, if you haven't figured out how to be held accountable, 
by the time you leave your parents' house, you are gonna be up the creek without a paddle. It's gonna be storming and a tornado is gonna be coming right at you and you are gonna hate where you're at in life just like you hated where you were at in your position as a pitcher. Do you get what I'm trying to get you to understand? You have to be willing to do the work because this life, it is not rainbows and butterflies. No, it's not. It is trial and tribulation and trial and tribulation and ebbs and flows and ebbs and flows and ups and downs and ups and downs. But it's the beauty in the in-between where you guys find, you guys find what it means to protect your love, your peace, and your joy for wherever you're at in your life. You guys might be moms one day. It's tough. You find out I'm pregnant. You have a human growing inside of you. Like, that's so weird. It's a miracle. It's the craziest thing ever. Can't tell me there ain't no God when he has all that happen. Like, God is powerful. And then this baby comes, and you're going to be like, I don't know how to be a mom. Well, there's plenty of books on it. There are. But it's going to hit you differently. And you can look at that baby, and you can be like, I, don't, I can't do this. I hate being a mom. I'm done. I'm checking out. Let somebody else raise that kid or even worse things can happen. Or you can say, you know what? I need to protect my love and my peace and my joy. Walking is good for me. I should stroll down the road with my baby and that will increase the dopamine and make me happy. I should read out loud to my baby and that will, you know, Increase the connective tissue between my baby and I. I know this is a down the river analogy, like metaphor, like, but y'all know me. You guys that know me know that a big part of my coaching is I coach in such a way, not only to move healthy, but to think healthy because one day softball is going to be done and you're going to have life and you're going to be a wife and you're going to be a mama. All of those things. So again, if you cannot figure out how to hold yourself accountable while you're still living underneath your parents' roof, oh, baby girl, it's gonna be rough. It's gonna be rough. So take the advice, apply it to your pitching life right now and watch how it's gonna start to spill over into other nooks and crannies of your life, all right? So again, Protecting your love, your peace, and your joy as a pitcher, you've got, you've got to put in the work in between the pitching sessions and in between the games. You cannot think that you are going to be great if you are not putting in the work. It's as simple as that. Once you learn how to do that with pitching, it's going to affect you in every aspect of your life. I know this to be true. I am a living, breathing, walking testament of this. Ladies, I hope this hits your heart in such a way that you can feel my passion for coaching. You can feel my passion for wanting to make sure that you understand how important it is for you to do the things that you need to do to protect your love and your peace and your joy, not just for softball, but for your well-being, for being a daughter and a friend, a sister, a cousin, a granddaughter. You are 100% worth it. Thank you.
Thank you so much for listening to this, guys. If you guys have any questions, do not hesitate to reach out to me. I'm here to help. You can contact me through calivsoftball.com. Just fill out the contact page on my website. Um, you can also leave a message at the end of this podcast. I just had a dad message me who coaches his daughter about how this podcast has helped him see so many things that he never saw. And he's glad that I don't sugarcoat it. He's glad that I tell it like it is. And you need to know something, ladies, parents, coaches, if you are listening to this, I am telling you like it is from a place of love. Never am I going to come at you and try to hurt you. That is not who God called me to be. I am called to be bold, but I am not called to cause chaos. So if for one second you think I'm coming at you on a negative context, Calm down, baby girl. I am not. That is you thinking the world's out to get you. Ain't nobody out to get you but yourself. All right? Okay. Well, I got to go. I will talk to you guys later. Have a wonderful day. Hey, real quick before I get off here, if you are not following this podcast, please do. Please follow, subscribe, share this with a friend, with a pitcher friend, with another athlete, with your coach, with your mom and dad. Do something. This podcast is here to help you own it. Own what? Whatever it is in your life. Literally, as a pitcher, we need to understand we are owning it one pitch at a time. And this is a method that can spill over into your life. Trust me, sister. Trust me, this is so true. I am a walking, breathing, living testament of this. All right, so share this, like this. Please follow me on Instagram at Softball, as well as TikTok, as well as Facebook, as well as Twitter, all the fun stuff. And if you can't find it under Cali V Softball, it's gonna be under Coach Cali V. And that is Cali, like Sally, but with a K. And you wanna know how I learned how to spell it? This is cute, are you ready? K-A-L-L-Y, like Jello. Nah, see, if you guys are young, you don't even know that. But your mom and dad do. (laughs) All right, guys, I appreciate you guys for listening. Please leave a comment. If this hit home with you, let me know. I would love to hear how my podcast is helping you. And it's going to inspire me to keep inspiring others. Thanks. Bye, guys.